Have you figured out a good way to store and organize all those cards that people send you? Well, we have. Hello There is an app that helps you declutter and digitize your greeting card collection. No longer must we keep our cards in a box that gets thrown into an attic or garage, never to be seen again. Hello There lets you digitize, save, and even organize by sender or hashtags so that you can take a look back at those cards whenever you're feeling nostalgic. It will give you an upcoming birthday reminder as well as save unique things like audio cards. So be sure to download Hello There from the App Store to start digitizing and organizing your greeting card collection today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm good. I feel like it's been a minute. It has. It's a new season. Yeah. Crazy. Ah! So this is a special season of the authors. Seasonella. Seasonella while we wait for Crescent City 3 to come into our lives yes um so lots of fun special things so you'll hear the interview shortly but we just want to make sure we introduced the season and the episode for you guys welcome back yeah so what we're in season eight eight season eight right now ah! which is insane to me that we've been doing this what now like two and a half years <laughs> I like I can't even believe it yes look at us I know we're amazing we are um and if you missed like the end of last season we kind of gave the rundown about what we were doing why we were doing it mm -hmm. um so in case you missed it here's the recap basically cc3 comes out january yes Boo. basically february which is rude on exactly. her part i think um but so we didn't want to start throne of glass because we felt it was an awkward amount of time and we didn't mm -hmm. want to like get into throne of glass and we were going to switch back to crescent city so we had the idea let's just interview a bunch of authors yeah in the whole fantasy romance or just romance genres mm -hmm. um and feature them as our main episodes so that's what we're gonna do so we're gonna have 10 episodes of all different author interviews um, we've talked about a lot of these books in the beginning of episodes that we have so these authors have been gracious enough to come on and we're still going to be doing minis this season yep. um, that are not like author related these are going to be sjm fun still games still fun like normal mm -hmm. minisodes so those will still be on thursdays and then after this 10-week season we're going to take four weeks off and then we are going to launch cc3 basically like 
three days after the book comes out i think the book releases on a what is it wednesday i don't know we're starting the following the week. next monday so yes. you guys can basically like read along with us it's yeah. gonna be if super you have exciting the self-control to do that but yeah no we are definitely we're gonna binge read and then binge record and then reread yes so it's gonna be a whirlwind but we're super excited about this season and we hope you guys really enjoy it so yeah. this is a i mean i felt super honored when we we're told that we were getting this interview um mm -hmm. with the none other than tessa bailey freaking tessa bailey yeah <laughs> i was literally shocked i was like there's no way she's saying yes and yeah. she said yes so we're so excited about this interview and we hope you guys really love it the book was so much fun to read so yes we so i think at the end of last season i was talking about reading it obviously i finished it between now and then it's wreck the halls it's so good it was so good it was so unexpected like i've never read a christmas um christmasy christmasy romance. romance i was expecting it to literally be a hallmark movie but this was so much better it was so good it was so good um and i just really enjoyed it now i'm just like ready for christmas season and the burr months and i want everything yeah. fall and winter themed and yeah it's gonna be good it's gonna be so good all right so we have a few uh fam shout outs to do sarah mm -hmm. um so it's been a month off and yep. since we last talked we've had three new patreon members join our fam community thank you as thank always. you you guys are the best yes um so our three new joiners are Alyssa m megan hs and skylar m Thank you all so much. You guys are amazing. Yes. Um, and if you're interested in joining our Patreon, check it out. We've got quite a few different options. And getting shouted out on the podcast is one of the f many um, perks of being a fam member. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Sarah, what else have you been reading? Um, well, so like you had mentioned, you had finished Wreck the Halls yes. from the end of last season to this season. And I finished the two books that I had mentioned, Welcome yes. to Fake Cafe and The Hurricane Wars. Um, Welcome to Faye Cafe. So cute. It was like a fantasy rom-com with like, Faye and it was all about like fall and I was just, it was so <laughs> enjoyable. It was so much fun. Just a delight to read. Um, that was by Jennifer Kropf, K-R-O-P-F. I cannot yeah. say that name. Um, so that came out October 3rd. So it's out now. Um, and then the hurricane wars was so good. Um, I got my little like dose of dragons that I needed post fourth wing. So that was I loved it. I thought it was so, so good. Um, and that's Thea Guanzon, which I might be saying her name wrong. So I apologize. Um, but yeah, I super enjoyed that one. Really, really excited about that. So Yay. I do think it was a great fourth wing hangover book. Okay, good. If you're looking for something. It held so. up to that hype. It did. It held up to the hype. So I'm pumped. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I also finally, it took forever, but I finally finished listening to the audiobook of Spare, the mm -hmm. Prince Harry book. Yeah. And I just need to throw out there that it was phenomenal. So it is not in this genre, but anyone who is obsessed with the Harry Meghan scandal of it all <laughs> would highly recommend. Um, all right. Shall we dive in? Let's dive into the interview. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We have an incredible author with us today. It is Miss Tessa Bailey, author of so many books, but of most recently, Wreck the Halls. Tessa, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about Wreck the Halls and all the holiday naughtiness. 
<laughs> we love it. We love it. Well, Tessa, um, I don't know how anyone hasn't heard of you, but for those of us who don't know you, we'd love to get to know you a little bit better. So would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I am. So I live on Long Island in New York. Um, I have a daughter who's 12. I was right before we started recording. I told you she's texting me that her boyfriend got suspended at school. (laughs) (laughs) We love the drama. Uh, Yeah, very. It's it's been a very inconvenient thing of like, um, I started writing a a couple of hockey romance books. And then she came home and said, I'm I'm, my boyfriend's a hockey player. (laughs) Me going, this uh, doesn't work for me. A conflict of interest. Um, but no, it's uh yeah, so that's pretty much the my day to day is just get up, work, um, deal with middle school drama. And um yeah, I think my bio says that I avoid social interactions and then wonder why why nobody calls. So that's my life. <laughs> it's fair. It's a lot of us. Uh well, Tessa, you have written so many books. What inspired you to become an author and enter into this career? I so I never thought I could be an author. I'm like a college dropout. Um, I kind of just like made a habit of being kind of a slacker growing up. I really just, I loved romance novels. That's all I've ever loved. And so when I had a a baby, this is going like 13, 12, 13 years ago, I um, was like, wow, I really need to figure out what I'm good at, like, so I can provide for this baby. (laughs) Um, And like right around the same time, like this hurricane hit New York. So Hurricane Sandy, like my husband's, he's a bartender. His bar was flooded. And mm-hmm. so he was out of work for like nine weeks. And I was like, I think I want to write a book. Like, could you like, since you're home, like you wash the baby and I'll work and it will take, you know, like, it'll be my turn. And, um, so he did. And, uh, like that I wrote protecting what's his, and I couldn't actually, it was like, I, I can't believe I wrote this book. I wrote a book like, and, um, I, I had this luck of sort of this editor finding it in the slush pile right before the weekend and taking it home with her and reading it. And, um, it's been almost 11 years since then. And I, I just like, I really still can't believe it's my job. It's just like the best job. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you write that first book in nine weeks? I wrote it in like four weeks. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'd been home. So like, you know, like I'd been home and I'd had no creative outlet for like a year. Mm-hmm. I'd been like, okay, I wake up, I walk this stroller around, I like <laughs> process food. Like, I don't know. And then, um, so I was like, I was like ready to just let it all out. And, um, I, yeah, it just, I, it just, it was just the moment. It was just the right moment. It's amazing. That's incredible. Like I can't imagine writing a book in a month. So I major props. Newborn, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was on the shorter side. I think it was like um, probably half the length of what my books are now. It Um, still counts. You still wrote it. It still got out into the world. So that's incredible. Either way, thank you. Yeah, Um, and speaking of books, so we just recently read wreck the halls, which is such a fun holiday novel. Um, absolutely loved it. Beat and melody were just such great characters. So unique. Um, and it was such a different take on the classic, you know, holiday rom-com that it really surprised me. And it really, I was so into it when I was reading it. So Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, and I know, so there was definitely a lot of mom drama in these books between the moms themselves, you know, with the individuals and their relationships with their moms. Um, so can you kind of tell us, like, what did you hope people would take away from Trina and Octavia's storyline in this? I don't know if it's just like maybe me sort of growing up and like starting to recognize um like that older people have these like great stories, like <laughs> really valid journeys that they've been on that deserve mm. more attention that I was like, I, I didn't really expect it when I started writing the book, but I like, I started get, getting really emotional about the, the, the Octavia and Trina storyline. And like, I felt like I really related to Trina, mm-hmm. um, who was the, she's like the, uh, she's like the guitar player and this, sort of like the, the um, lyricist and just kind of, she felt like everybody had taken the other woman's side and kind of made her out to be this like, you know, home wrecker and this terrible person. And she was like, well, you know what then? Fuck the world. I'm like, not talking to any of you anymore. And like, I don't know. I just like that hit me so hard. And um, I ended up like just loving their storyline almost as much as the romance. Um, to the point where when they, you know, I don't want to wreck, ruin the ending, but like, so towards the end, I got really, like, I was crying while I was writing it, you know? Um, so it felt like, yeah, and it is kind of a different take on holiday romance. And I think the problem, that's probably because I don't read holiday romance. I don't know what, it's, <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to sound like. Because um, I think it's just... I don't know. I just shy away from it because it's always like kind of too heartwarming. I don't want to feel too emotional. So I always shy away. Um, I'd rather write something that's like funny and re- and like over the top, I guess. Well, there is definitely a lot of funny parts in this book. I mean, I just think about when Beat painted his chest like bright pink yeah. for the bocce ball tournament, which in and of itself is just a ridiculous thing to go to a bocce ball tournament <laughs> and have like a cheering section. Uh and, you know, there's snowball fight in the park and just Stevie Nicks kissing their bellies. Like it was just like all the little comments made me so happy. They were just so fun. And so you really did bring a sense of fun to a Christmas story. So you did great. Dude, I feel like Stevie Nicks is going to be like an Easter egg at this point. Because <laughs> yeah. she's She plays such a big role in um, the Bellinger Sisters series because Fleetwood, this Fleetwood Mac album. Mm-hmm. Um is sort of like this really symbolic thing in the series. And then I, I don't know why, when I got a chance to like think of another musical artist, I was like, I think I'll bring Stevie Nicks back into it. Like, <laughs> I think like now going forward, I'm just going to have to mention her in every. Yeah. How many story. books can you somehow incorporate Stevie Nicks into? That's the question. <laughs> so what do you think was your favorite part to write about when you were writing this story? I think, oh my gosh. I think it was really, um, be like sort of kind of letting go of his guilt because he's got this kind of like he for I mean I hate this term um when used to describe my characters but they are kind of like nepo babies like Mm -hmm. they were given every advantage growing up and they were raised in the spotlight and if they wanted to they could be famous in their own right um and our my characters kind of like chose not to do that uh, but they do have this guilt because everything was handed to them and it's like affected all of their relationships growing up and it's affected their self-esteem in different ways um, because of like outside attention, media attention. And so when, you know, Beat has like been taught just like 
from this environment to hold everything in and not, not let anything out and um, not let anybody know the real him. And when he finally allows Melody to do that, I think that was like really satisfying, like getting to that point with him. Yeah, I definitely I love seeing his growth, I think even more so than Melody's just because it's always cool to see a guy's perspective. And he just comes across as this like, perfect popular guy. And to know that he was internally struggling with so much was it's not nice to see, but it's nice to see when guys also struggle with, you know, like, just say it. We like to watch (laughs) romance. I like that is my favorite part of romance. I was like, I want to see um, men miserable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like at the end of it, I want them to be happy, but like I want them to suffer a little bit, like over you know the heroin and like sort of like learning to make themselves better people. Like I think that's the addiction like, for for me at least as a reader. Yeah. Um, sort of like seeing that self awareness in a man that you maybe don't see in real life. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, but so, okay, so B and Melody, they spent most of their life, like never being around each other. And the first time they met was really when they were 16. And they just instantly felt so connected. And I think being that Nepo baby, I think that obviously probably played a role in it. Um, but why do you think they never really reached back out to each other until the reunion? I don't know, like, in my head, I really feel like it was almost like too much. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if we if we connect and we start like communicating and we start being around each other, um, it's going to become something and our mothers hate each other. And I think that it was like maybe a little bit out of loyalty to their mothers that they didn't, you know, become friends, friends. And I think that there was also like the fact that beat had this sort of like developing, um, kink (laughs) in his life of like wanting to be denied pleasure. And I don't think he wanted melody anywhere near that. Um, so there's like a few different things. I think she was probably just too insecure to do it herself. Yeah. Um, but I like, I love the fact that they remember that moment at age 16 so vividly that it's like, it's become a turning point in their life. Even if they didn't reach back out to each other, it's like, they remember it, like it just happened and it was meaningful. Yeah. And I won't spoil, but that scene at the end where you get Beat's perspective of that meeting, I was tearing up about that. That was so heartwarming and it made me so happy to see. Thank you. I love it too. I was, that was another scene where I was crying. (laughs) It's nice to know that you're crying while you're writing this similar to how we cry when we read. That's how I know the book is like, if I don't cry at the end, I'm like, something needs to be fixed here. (laughs) I should be feeling more, you know, so I usually know that that's a good sign when I cry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so similarly along that vein, like privacy was a key issue for both Beat and Melody. And I think it's it's interesting to see that neither of them kind of took that I want to be famous route when their parents were both famous, because I think in reality, we see a lot of celebrities kids become just like their parents. So it was it was interesting that both of them wanted to keep their privacy as such a strong like part of who they were. Um, and like, what role do you think having the live stream aspect kind of played in how they developed as a couple, how they developed individually throughout the book? Um, yeah, yeah, I think it was kind of like a like an immersion therapy almost like they could <laughs> no longer hide. She could no longer hide with her books in her basement. And, he, you know, he could no, no longer just be like the smiling face that only allowed people to see what they what he wanted them to see. Like they allowed um, basically this audience to come in and see the good, the bad and the ugly. And, um, 
my favorite. It, it's honestly my favorite part of the book is the live stream aspect because it's like, it's so exciting. Can you imagine getting to watch people fall in love like real in real time? <laughs> I, I need it to happen in yeah. real life. I was like, oh, this would be so exciting. And um, all of us would just like drop everything to watch it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think we would be able to tell the difference between um, a scripted thing and, a, and an authentic, you know, connection, which is what I, I think inspired so many people to start watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I... I think like taking away that privacy, it, it allowed them to go to make changes in all the other different parts of their life that needed changing. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious too, Tessa, you, you've written so many different heroines and, and they're all so unique. Um, are any of them is, and it could obviously not be Melody, but I'm curious, are any of them like representations you feel like of you or, or like, how do you come up with these different heroines? I think like they're all, I, I think I feel like I write my best friend. Like I write like somebody who I like would like to be best friends with. Um, and they're all, they're all different. And I don't think a lot of them are, are me in any way. Like mm-hmm. I, I think Hannah and hook, line and sinker was probably the closest I ever got to writing someone that I felt like was me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like, I don't think I would necessarily relate to melody in real life but um i would be her like i would love to be her friend and i have to really understand all of their decisions um my heroines and i have to even if they're bad decisions i kind of have to understand what what's going into it and i have to um really want in order for me to root for them i sort of have to like them um and i know like there's this sort of like it's controversial because like a lot of people say, you know, Oh, like why do all the heroines have to be so likable? Like why can't they be unlikable, like the heroes? And it's like, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, but, um, I do, I just really want to like them and I want them to be, you know, sort of like, yeah, just somebody that I would want to sit down and have a beer with, I guess. I love that. I, 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 I think that's really fun because like when you think about it, you have such a wide variety of potential best friends because they're all <laughs> so unique. That's something I've always been so impressed with your books, Tessa, is how unique each of the heroines tend to be. Thanks. Um, and yeah, it's not I mean, like, like the same kind of story. Yeah. I think like it's it's like we are all different. All of us are so different. And like this is proof that no matter how different we are, that there's like there are like, it's nice to recognize the good in everybody Mm -hmm. and sort of like, I like to magnify that when it comes to like my, my heroines, like I like to pull the vulnerabilities out of them. And I think that makes them very relatable and likable because we are all vulnerable and we are all, we all have weaknesses and we all have trauma and things like that. So, um, I think when you put that on display, it really makes it easy to like them no matter Mm -hmm. how different they are. Um, well, and Tessa, maybe like a, a, a fun celebrity type question going back to wreck the halls. If this was, what if this got picked up and this was a movie it's, it's hidden like the Hallmark style, um, <laughs> you know, channels or whatever. Um, who would you cast as beat and melody? So I was picturing them the whole time and I just couldn't help it. Um, I was picturing them as, oh, now I can't think of their names, uh, <laughs> Jess and, from new girl i was picturing joey zoe deschanel from new girl and her loser love interest in the show nick 
Nick, Nick? Nick and Jess. I was picturing the whole time. So <laughs> that's that's who I have in my head. But I really, it could be anybody. You know, I think yeah. I could see so many different. I was picturing Courtney Love and um, Posh Spice as the mothers. <laughs> that's so good. Courtney Love is Trina and um, Octavia is Posh Spice. But I think um, it, it's weird when I'm writing books, I really tend to see outlines of heads and like I can hear and smell and like I can and I see like the outline of the body and the head, but I don't necessarily see facial features. So, but so I was I was kind of thinking of the dynamic of Nick and Jess. Mm hmm. This, this book is incredible. I'm assuming being in the biz for this long, you love to read as well. Um, so we'd love to just in getting to know you a little bit more, Tessa, who are some of your favorite authors? I'm looking over my stack. Um, I, <laughs> I have so I have a lot of favorite. I mean, I most recently am really into um, Kate Claiborne. She's mm. one of my favorites. I love her books. Um, they make me feel really happy. Uh, I've always been a huge fan of Mariana Zapata. I love Kennedy Ryan. I think she wrote my favorite book last year, um, which was, uh, oh, geez, Never Let Me Go. Let Go. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I can't think Before of Before I Let Go. <laughs> oh, my God. Before I Let Go. Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I love Christina Lauren. I just read The True Love Experiment. That was a fantastic mm -hmm. book. Sarah Adams. Um, I'm really enjoying her books and because they're so different from mine. They're like clean. And so I can read them and not compare like her sex scenes to mine. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> That's too funny. So yeah, I know I have like, I feel like I'm picking up new favorites all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. Has, has romance always been your genre of choice? Yeah, I don't want to read any. I don't want to read anything else at all. <laughs> Every once in a while, like a thriller will sneak in with some like murder in it. Uh, yeah. But I, it's just like, I like the safety net of romance. I like knowing that I'm going to be um, sort of like gratified at the end and that I'm going to like, I can let myself read and these uh, scenes and these lines and, and they give me these really hard these terrible chest pains and these feelings knowing that like at the end it's it's going to be all worth it yeah. and I just um there's something that's so hopeful about romance that I don't get from any other genre so mm. I just it's always going to be my boo I love it I love it I saw a meme once where it's like if there's no romance in it like I will not touch it like there's no point in me even bothering with it and I it's, I feel that it's like everything every movie I watch I'm like who is falling in love in this movie I don't, I don't yeah, know like, there's nobody falling in love, love story yeah yeah so even if it's aliens even if it's about aliens <laughs> um, like, or you know war I don't care I want I want to know like that there's like a thread of something happening that yeah just like something it's it's the most beautiful thing in the world love you know it is Agreed. Mm -hmm. well tessa obviously so wreck the halls is coming out what else not to like get ahead of ourselves but like what else is on the horizon for you what other projects are you working on so much uh there's so much coming i have three books written beyond wreck the halls that haven't come out Ooh. yet wow so um Wreck the Halls comes out in October. And then December 1st, I have uh, an Amazon original being wow. released. I know. <laughs> I don't even think I really talked about it much because I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but it's um, a hockey romance between um, 
a Canadian hockey player and a bartender. He's he needs a green card, so he marries this bartender who he has a crush on. Mm, love that. Is yeah. it Amazon original? Does that mean it's only exclusively being released through Amazon Kindle? It's being released through like I Prime, like Prime. Members. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, like this is like a move. I'm confused. No, Wait, it's, is it? It's just a uh, like I guess like Prime members like will have access to this ebook. Oh, mm. yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so then, so then that's kind of like where I'm going to kick off my sports romance era. Love so it. So I mm-hmm. have a golf book coming out in February called Fan Girl Down. And <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm going to make golf very sexy. I love it. <laughs> I hope so, because right now it is not a sport of choice of mine. So you are going to change your mind. Like, oh, I'm excited. Right. Yep. I'm throwing <laughs> the gauntlet down. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, so obviously that golfer, that professional golfer has a best friend who's a hockey player. So then we go back to hockey and I have <laughs> another hockey book coming out next summer. So this summer, summer 2024. And that is um, like a professional hockey player um, who's sort of like grizzled and ready to retire and like hates everybody. And then his nanny <laughs> for his child. <laughs> He's like a young, fun college student. So oh my gosh. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff coming. I'm just like, I'm really enjoying writing the sports and I keep adding more sports books onto, like I was only supposed to do two sports books, but like characters keep popping up in the, the books that I'm like, oh no, like he needs a book and she needs a book. And like, so it might end up being like a hundred books and sport. <laughs> we'll take them. We'll take all of them. So, so that means- we have- Oh, I was going to say, we have hockey, we have golf. Mm-hmm. Are there any other sports? I'm thinking that are about enter? it. I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm waiting till my editor gets back to me because I just turned in the hockey, uh, hockey player slash nanny book. And I'm like, so I introduced some side characters and I kind of want to pick her brain and see what she thinks about pulling them in. Um, and maybe doing a different sport. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe baseball. I don't know. <laughs> because it takes place in boston and i feel like the red Sox would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah so i see that you're like drawing multiple characters so do we get to see beat and melody again or is this just a standalone it's book just for them? a standalone okay. yeah um i don't know maybe like a bonus scene sometime but i yeah it, it felt like such a buttoned up book it did it wrapped up so well and just like all the plot lines with you know even the um the blackmail plot line like i love how that wrapped up at the end i thought having the moms involved was so great yeah it it was their definitely their battle to to win Mm -hmm. um but i like i i actually it was supposed to kick off a series wreck the halls and i emailed my editor halfway through and i said this feels like a standalone like i'm trying to like there was so you know the cameraman and the producer yep. yep so like i was like really trying to make them happen and for some reason i just like wasn't interested like beyond like having them have a side romance that like sort of buttons up at the end i was like i can't see a whole book like all i can see is this book being one like sort of like snow globe you know yeah. um, book and she was like okay like you know like just do a Christmas standalone. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I just wanted to get to sports, to be honest. I just really wanted to get to sports. (laughs) I love it. Well, Tessa, 
it has been such a pleasure. You are a gem. Your books are delightful. They bring so much joy thank to you. us. So thank you for everything you've written. Thank you for being here today. We had the best time. Thank you for having me. And thank you for reading my books and saying such nice things. I really appreciate it. Thank you both. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, y'all check out Tessa Bailey's book, Wreck the Halls, and this exciting sports era we're entering to come. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, oh, Tessa, real quick, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? I'm on Instagram at Tessa Bailey is an author, and I'm on TikTok at author Tessa Bailey. Those are the two Amazing. best places. Yeah. So are you active on TikTok? super active i'm very impressed tiktok intimidates me deeply oh my god i had so much i have so much fun with it you should go watch um yeah go watch i'm just a doofus on there all day that's what i'm gonna do the rest of my day i'm just gonna start scrolling on (laughs) your page i'm excited all right well um we will talk to y'all next week bye bye Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. Check out our Patreon for more ways to support and connect with us for as low as $1 a month. You can also find us on Instagram at, at @fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.